I don't know about you, but today my heart is just stirred. You're going to have to excuse me this morning. I'm going to go ahead and pray over our service before we begin. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for today. God, I thank you for what you're doing inside of our church, God, and outside of our church, outside the four walls. Today, God, I just pray that, that I would empty myself, God, and fill up with more of you. God, as we go into your word today, God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would just be upon this place, God, that you would just begin to tug on heartstrings today as we go into your word. We love you and we thank you so much for what you're going to do today. In your name I pray, amen, amen. So this morning is our Mission Sunday, and I don't know about you, but I, for one, get so excited when I think about missions outside the four walls of the church. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about missions. We're going to be talking about what we, what we can do, what, what is, what is this, this thing that we, we're doing with our missions. Uh, being someone who's been on the mission field and the faith-based lifestyle, I can tell you from experience how amazing it feels to know that someone believes in the calling that God has called you to, in the calling that God has called you to, wherever it is. And, and today, I just want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your faithfulness in your giving to missions. For your faithfulness in your giving to missions, because our missionaries couldn't do or go where they're called to go without your faithfulness and what you're giving and what you're doing here at Sanctuary. And so today we're going to be talking about this. I'm thankful for your missions giving, but today I want us to spend a little bit of time on this thought. What is your heart's cry? What is your heart's cry? When we think, if I'm being honest, I truly don't feel like we spend enough time really pondering on this thought of that particular question. Oftentimes I feel like we get so caught up in the motions of things instead of truly letting our hearts become overwhelmed with emotion and broken for the things of God. What is your heart's cry? And when I say broken for the things of God, I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking about people. I'm talking about a hurting and the broken people here in Gina, Louisiana, but also outside of Gina, Louisiana. There's so much, even people in our own backyards in the United States, there are people who are hurting, who are broken, and who don't know Jesus. Amen. And so today, I want, you, I, wanna, I want you to ask yourself that question, what is your heart's cry? I believe that throughout this next year that we're going to be able to support all the missionaries on that list and more through your faithfulness and your giving. I really do. Because I feel like, I feel like we're, we as a church are heading in that direction and, and, and of, this, of, the, of this mission of being missional and missional minded and supporting these missionaries and these people who are going to do the work of God. But today, let's become broken and let our hearts become overwhelmed with emotion for the things of God. You see, when we become broken for the things of God, He begins to do a new thing within our hearts. It becomes more than just giving a few dollars here, and it becomes more than giving a few dollars there. It becomes a heart's cry. You know, I was talking to uh, a couple of us were talking with, I was talking with Lee Weatherly after our service uh, last Sunday, and he said something that stuck with me. He said, what's the difference between a good thing and a God thing? One extra O. You see, our heart's cry should be able to, to, should be to see God things happening, not just in Gina, Louisiana, but all over the world. To see God things happening everywhere that we go, everywhere that we send money, everywhere that we send missionaries, we should see God things happening all over the world. And so today, what is your heart's cry?
we sometimes we have to be okay with not seeing the things that we're giving to come to pass. Sometimes we have to be okay with, with giving, our, giving of our finances, giving of our time, giving of our money in order to see God working, but be okay with not seeing those things come to pass, right? Because the ultimate goal for us is to bring other people with us, whether we see those people or not, but one day we will see them in eternity. And so today, what is your heart's cry? The first portion of Scripture today is going to be from Matthew 28, 18 through 16. I'm sorry, Matthew 28, 16 through 20, it says this. It says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am always with you, even to the end of the age. This is what we call the Great Commission. Jesus commissions his disciples to go out and to make disciples of all nations. You see, I fully believe that Jesus didn't intend for us to become a church where we come to a, house, where we come to a place, where we come to a building, we sit on some comfy chairs, we hear some songs, we hear a preacher preach, and then we go to eat at our favorite restaurant after service. Jesus didn't call us to be that kind of church. Jesus says right here to go and to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all the commands that I have given you. Jesus didn't say come and sit on some comfy chairs and hear a few good songs and hear someone talk. Because if we're, you know, we can come up here and preach and we can do all that, but if we're not, if, if, you, if we as a church are not going out there, then all you came here to hear was a glorified pep speech, really. So today, what is your heart's cry? We see the heart of Jesus through his death, or his life, his death, and his resurrection. What was Jesus' heart cry? If we really think about what Jesus' heart cry was, Jesus loved people. It wasn't about where you came from or what you were doing or what kind of social status you had or if you were a Gentile or, or this or that. He just cared about people. You see, Jesus came here knowing full and well that he was going to one day lay down his life so that we could have ours. And today, my heart is stirred with this idea of, Jesus, what was your heart cry? This morning I was praying, God, what, what, like, I, if I'm being honest, this, this sermon was much for me as it was for any of you. Because I started to say, God, what is your heart cry? God, what do, what do I need to be broken for? What are these things that I need to be broken for? And what do they truly mean? But today, and God just began to spoke to me. He said, all it is is people. I just love people. There's nothing more. All we have to do, all we're called to do is to love on people and show the love of Christ and tell them about and teach them about the things of God. To see God things happen. Jesus was selfless. He didn't care about, what, he didn't care about himself. He didn't care about his new boat or his new car or his new this or new that. Jesus had nothing. He traveled around. They didn't, they didn't meet, he didn't meet once a week for a gathering. He didn't call everybody in from the foyer and say, oh, come on in, sit down, Let's, it's time to go. 
Jesus traveled around, and then he sent people out. And that's what we're called to do as a church, to go outside the four walls, whether it be with our money, our time, our treasure, or our, uh, our talents. Time, treasure, talents, the three T's. Those are the things that God has called us to do, to go out and to reach other people. Jesus was selfless. He cared about the needs of others before. You see, he cared about the needs of us before we were even ever thought of. When I think about Jesus' death, his life, his resurrection, all that, and I think about the crucifixion on the cross, that, that, that person that drove the nails into Jesus' wrist, that was me. It wasn't just somebody. That was me. In a spiritual sense, that was me. I'm the one who crucified Jesus. I spoke on it not too long ago about, about finding the Barabbas. That Barabbas was us. That horrible, mean, thug person. That person that was set loose, that was, that was freed, and, Je- and Jesus took his place. That was us. We were the Barabbas. And so today... We need to get back to a place where we have a deep passion within our hearts for the mission of God, which is to seek and to save the lost. We're not called to just sit here once or twice a week, but to be broken for the things of God, going, sending, and praying for other people, for our missionaries. My prayer is that God would begin to truly break our hearts for what breaks His, and that we would fall on our face before God, broken for those who don't know Jesus. Don't know that Jesus that we get to know so freely. Some of the people on the videos, you, there are people in these third world countries who don't know Jesus, but they don't have the freedom to know Jesus like we do. Imagine yourself having to hide below ground in an underground church, below a coffee shop or whatever it is, just so that you could get to know Jesus. Is it worth it? Would it be worth it to you? Is that relationship that you have with Jesus worth you and your life? I want you to think about it. What's your heart cry? What really is your heart cry today? We need to be broken for those who don't know Jesus, that Jesus that we get to know so freely. And I don't know about you, but I can't sit around knowing. I cannot sit around knowing whether I'm able to send my finances or my time, or my talents. I can't sit around knowing that there are people out here, Gina, Louisiana, in the United States, Africa, wherever it is, I can't sit around knowing that there are people going, dying and going to hell every single day that don't know Jesus. What's your heart's cry? Like I said earlier, if we ever get to a point where we're saying this, If you ever get to a point of thinking, well, I'm saved, I'm good, and you're saying, oh, Lord, come quickly, then I think it's time for you to need to reevaluate your heart. Because for me, I'm thinking there are still lost people out there. There are still lost people every single day that are dying and going to hell. Why would I want Jesus to come quickly when there are people who are going to go to hell? So what is your heart's cry? What do you really have inside of your heart where you're saying, Oh God, hold off as long as you can because there's still people that are dying and going to hell. And that if he was to come today, yeah, we may get to go to heaven. So what? You didn't bring anybody with you. So what's your heart's cry? Let us never get to that point. 
Jesus didn't die so that we could come sit on a comfy seat every Sunday morning. He died so that you could go and to seek and to save and proclaim his good news into the earth. You see, someone else's salvation could very well depend on you. Going out or sending people out to proclaim his message. And if we're not, then what are we even here for? If we're not sending other people out, what is our purpose? I think, well, what if Jesus would have said, I don't really feel like dying today. I don't really feel like going to that cross. Snapped his fingers and he's done. What if he would have said, ah, not today. I don't want to die for Christian Davis. He's not worth it. He's just going to sin anyway. Why would I want to die for him? Jesus died so that we could be healed, saved, set free, forgiven. All those things, but also so that we could go in and proclaim his good news. What's your heart's cry? See, heaven, I truly believe that Jesus died so that we could all be saved and in turn go out and make disciples of all nations. Heaven isn't going to be just Baptist or Pentecostals or whatever denomination that man has come up with. It's not going to be that. Heaven is truly going to be a church of all nations, of all people, of every tongue, every tribe, every nation. That's why we send our missionaries. I think about it this way. I think about it, and I don't know if it's going to be this way. This is just me. But I think about it this way. I think about when I send out my money, when I pay, when I do my, I pay my tithes and I, and, I, and I send my missions money, I think about it this way. There's that one person, whoever it is, whatever the name they've got, there's that one person I'm going to meet in heaven, and they're going to be waiting for me, and they're going to look at me, and they're going to say, because of you, because you gave, because you did, I was able to hear the gospel. Let our missions giving become less about just giving and dropping an envelope in a basket and more about what our heart's cry is. And that's to see other people come into the kingdom of God. Heaven's going to be a church of the nations. So today I ask you again, what is your heart's cry? Don't sit here being content where, where you're at. And if you're not able to physically go out, and, and, and go out and then give or so that others can be a part of the mission. Then give so that others can be a part of the mission just as much as going. We are called to send those who are called to go into the places, the dangerous places, and going and called uh, to the depths of Africa or those who might even be right here in our own backyards. We have U.S. missionaries. I don't know if you've ever been on a mission trip inside the United States, but I have. I spent My wife and I spent two years... Uh, on the mission field in the United States, and you wouldn't believe the third world countries that we have right here inside of the United States, where there's so much evil right here in our own backyards in the United States, the land of the free. We're called to be sent. If you can't send your money, let's spend time. There's a mission house down there. Let's go serve at the mission house. Let's show people love in our own backyards. It doesn't have to be money, but your time or your talents. Let's not sit around. Let's not sit around um, and see people going to hell every single day when we have the resources to go and to show them the love and 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 to share with them the gospel. Let Let us be a people whose heart cry it is to see those who don't know Jesus come to the relationship that we have. The next portion of scripture comes from 2 Timothy, as 3, 1 through 9, and it says this. You should know this, Timothy, 
that the last, and this is Paul speaking to Timothy, he says that, the, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless and puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that God that they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from those people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win over the competence of vulnerable women who are burdened with guilt and sin and controlled by various desires. These teachers oppose the truth, just as Janus and Jambres uh, opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with it for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as Janus and Jambres. In this portion of Scripture, Paul is giving Timothy a picture of what the end would look like. That people would be selfish and unloving, that they would love their money and material possessions over God. And if that doesn't sound like the day and the time that we live in, I don't know what does. If that doesn't sound like the day and the time that we live in, I don't know what does. But, but it should also give us this urgency to tell others about the gospel of Jesus Christ, to spread his message across the globe. Just like Paul charged Timothy with this, this mantle, this, this thing to carry around with him, to take with him. We should also pick it up, pick up our cross, carry it with us wherever we go. And when people ask us about us, ask us about it, tell them. We shouldn't be shy with our faith. It's up to us whether we pick it up or whether we drop it. We have a mission that, that I'm called to fulfill, to take up this responsibility to work for Jesus. And I pray that we always are a church that goes and sends out people to seek and to save those who are lost in this world. That we would be a church that takes responsibility of the work that is needing to be done in the world that we live in. To be that Holy Spirit hospital to the broken and the poor in spirit. It's part of our vision, our mission. That's what we're called to be. But not just here in Gina, Louisiana. All over the globe. Let us be known for the church who's, who who draws these people in. We don't, they don't know why they're coming, but they just come here because that's what they, that's what they felt like they, they, were, they were pulled to our church. Let us be a church, a true church, the Holy Spirit hospital to the broken and the poor in spirit, those who, who feel like there is no hope. All over the world, Sanctuary Family Worship Center. Not that we're doing it for this status, but we're doing it because we know that there's work to be done and someone's got to do it. Someone once asked me, they asked me, well, how did you know that you were called in the ministry? How do you know? I just looked at them and said, I don't know. I just said, uh, there's work to be done and someone's got to do it. I'm, ser I'm serious. I've, I was not called at a, at a youth convention or a youth camp. I just grew up in it. And this is what I always wanted to do. So I always had a desire to do is to preach and proclaim and share his good news. It's not about whether or not we give or this or that. It's about having that heart cry for the things of God and truly being broken before Him, falling on our face and saying, God, man, we, we need you now like never before, telling people about His good news. All this stuff on earth is temporary. This money, our cars, our boats, our houses, everything's temporary. In fact, it says this. It says this in 1 Timothy 6, 7. It says, uh, 
First <clears throat> Timothy six seven it says, "For we brought nothing into this world, and we and it is certain that we can carry nothing out." The only thing that's eternal in this world that's left e- eternal in this world is God and the souls that we take with us. So what is your heart's cry today? What is your heart's cry? The only things that we can bring to heaven with us are the souls of, our, of the human beings that we're going and proclaiming his message to. And if we're not able to invest our time and our money into the mission, let's find a way that we can invest into the kingdom. Show your love and your compassion to those around you in ways that, you did, that, you, that they didn't expect. Sometimes just being kind to someone goes a long way. We live in a hate-filled world full of evil and corruption, and we should be looking to throw a little bit of Jesus into it everywhere that we can. Everything on this earth is temporary, and the only thing that's eternal is God. So let us be a church that is truly the hands and the feet of Jesus all over the world. Jesus had a heart cry. Jesus had a heart cry, and it was for us to spend eternity with him in heaven. And if it wasn't for Jesus, then we wouldn't even have a reason to live. We wouldn't have a reason for the life that we're living, and we'd have no purpose. I heard it put this way once, that we, we truly have to be Jesus with skin on. Everywhere that we go, we should have Jesus, so much of Jesus on the inside of us that people will just look at us and they're like, man, what is, that, that guy is weird. I'm serious. I mean, just like, just like, what's so different about this guy? Why is he so happy all the time? He's got all the, I know he's got stuff going on in his life. I know he's got stuff going on in his marriage. I know he's struggling with this decision. I know he's his finances. Why is this guy so happy? And one day they come up to you and they ask you, what? Man, how can you be so happy when you got all this stuff going on in your life? And you say, well, let me tell you about this Jesus that I know. This is why I'm so happy. Because I know that one day I'll get to spend eternity with him. Let's go into, we are called to go into the earth, telling others about Jesus' love and teaching them what is right and wrong. And if your calling isn't teaching or preaching, then we have other avenues of things that can be done. Like volunteering your time at the mission house or reaching out to your neighbor, your coworker. Get the point, or serving serving our food to our to our teenagers and our kids on, on Wednesday nights. Find a place. That stuff, I mean, that's not you just scoop it on their plate and that's it. Just showing the love. Or hanging out with them. Come and come early on Wednesday nights and sit down at a table and just hang out. That's all they want. True, truthfully. They just want to feel loved. So what are you doing today to show that you have this heart cry, the heart cry of Jesus? We're called to be loving, compassionate, and kind. All you have to do is make the choice to be that way. It's up to you. And uh, I, want, I want our worship team to come back. <laughs> um, today I want us to truly, I want us to take inventory of our hearts as they're coming. To take, to take inventory of our hearts and to make this mission of God, our hearts cry. That's to see people come into this relationship that we have with our Savior. The one who paid the ultimate price for the salvation of the entire world. You know, the Bible says the root, the root of all evil is the love of money. It doesn't say that money is the root of all evil. It depends on what you do with it that makes it evil. So what, do you, what are you given to? It doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be... It can be money or time or your talents, whatever it is. And uh, 
But we're called to be this church. Not just any old church in Gina, Louisiana. I pray that we're a church of the nations. Not just to the people of Gina, but also to the people of Africa, Germany, and to the entire United States. Today, I truly want us to have a heart cry of Jesus himself, which is a cry for people to come to repentance all over the world. So we need to be a church of the nations. Today, I just want everybody just to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. They're going to sing this song, but we prayed about our missions giving, and I know, man, this church does an awesome job. I've seen it. Pastor Heath's told me about it. All the things that you guys have done for missions, and this and that. But as God, as we sing the song, God just became my heart. He's like, Christian, we're talking about all this stuff, and we're talking about giving to missions and this and that today. He kind of rerouted me today. Because he said, Christian, there are broken people all over the world. There are also broken people sitting before you today. And it's true. God just began to stir my heart. He said, this is what I want you to do. And I want our elders to be ready because I feel like there's people in this place today who's saying, man, I've been walking this road a long time. Maybe it's months, maybe it's years. You've been grieving loss. You're having trouble with your finances or in your marriage. And you just need someone to stand with you and to say, I can't, can't do this on my own anymore. Maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was just for God to check my heart and to say, I just want you to care about people, but today I really feel like there's someone here today who needs to have this encounter with God, who needs to be uplifted in prayer. And today I, I, I really just want our, I want our elders to come up to the front if you can, our prayer team. I want you to be available. And they're going to sing this song, Be Welcome. We're going to sing this song, Be Welcome. And uh, I just, if, you, if you feel like today I just can't do it anymore, can't do it anymore, I want you to come and find one of us. Let's pray with you. Today, don't leave this place the same way that you walked in. Because God wouldn't have told me that this was the message for somebody today if it wasn't so. So 